Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Extended, uh, a little extended Teaser. intro there. Uh, just wanted to keep everybody on the edge of their seats. And of course. Much like the, the Steelers did yesterday. Great anticipation. Uh, Steelers uh, going to Atlanta. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steelers going to Atlanta, coming away with a 19-16 victory. Um, people are complaining about Oh, wow. This Standards win. have changed. I mean, Stand- you used yeah, to be like, happy with the win yeah. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> just, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't score enough touchdowns. They, they, they scored enough points to win. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'll be the first to say, I mean, the offense needs to put the ball in the paint more. I mean, there's no question about that, considering the way they're playing. And this game could have been over at halftime. But uh, considering the state of this, this team right now, the record and rookie quarterback, wins a win's a win. I mean, no way around that. They don't ask you – how you won the games it's how many games did you win exactly uh Steelers improving to five and seven with that victory um Matt we, we talked a little bit about this yesterday are they now relevant yeah in the AFC playoff race um <laughs> I think they're a highly relevant team that can make noise and is improving rapidly and I think what they've turned into is a real spoiler for some of these teams. Yeah. It, I just think the AFC is too difficult, to be honest It's pretty with you. tough, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think they might be better than teams like New England that are still, quote, in the hunt. 
but that doesn't matter. It's your record, and I think losing one of those games early on that was in your grasp keeps me from saying they're relevant in the playoff picture. We'll see as these weeks go by right. what happens things here. Things change quick. Things right. do change quick, and, and that's been my point the entire season. It's like, nuts, yeah. A team that looks great right now, things can change. Look Look at the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, of course. You know, we're talking about the 49ers, uh, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, being a team that could possibly win the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know that anybody would look at them and say, yeah, they can win the Super Bowl. No, 100%. The best example, I think you cited this in your article the, the, last night or today, is is the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, last year's Ravens, right about this time, they were rolling Oh, they were going to, yeah, they oh. were a Super Bowl contender, and then yeah, Lamar yeah. got hurt, and they didn't win another game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, Lamar got hurt yesterday, and, oh, by the way, they're the team coming to town this week, and... There's not a team more reliant on one player than Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. John Harbaugh saying it's highly unlikely that Lamar plays this week. Mm-hmm. It's not a season-ending thing luckily with the knee injury, them. luckily for them. Yeah. But they can't afford to lose any games right now. Not the way Cincinnati's playing. Not the way the entire a- AFC kind right. of stacks they up. They could easily fall, find – I mean, I thought it was a foregone conclusion where – They were fortunate to win yesterday. They lost – Yeah. I mean, shouldn't have. I mean, <laughs> there are some amazing stats – uh, about how they should not have won. I mean, like, for example, Denver had the lead 98% of the snaps. <laughs> and Denver, they're just lucky they played Denver. Denver being Denver, yeah. They're lucky they played Denver. That Same thing with, with Cleveland playing Houston. Right, right. If Cleveland right. plays anybody other than Houston yesterday, including Denver, if, if Cleveland had played Denver yesterday, they would have uh, lost. They probably would have lost, right. Their quarterback play was terrible. Defense isn't any better. They Cincy, scored on the other three hand, defensive it, touchdowns yeah, or three right, right. special teams yeah, touchdowns. Right, right. Yeah. And Cincy, on the other hand, might just beat the best team in the league and or look like clearly the best team in the division right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. so things change from week Very to week. When you're um, you know, this this uh the Steelers uh their script is getting written pretty it's pretty much the same script every week now. It is. It is. They've they've got an identity. They have an identity. And they have a foundation that they're building. On both sides of the ball, they play a certain way, and and that's great. And it doesn't mean, unlike the Falcons, I think the Steelers can expand on their identity. Where Atlanta, for whatever reason, they tried yesterday. Well, Atlanta tried to. <laughs> they had to be kicking themselves. I mean, like, it, I couldn't uh, believe that first half. First half. What are you thinking? Is it an I know that you know or? Steelers are stacking the box. Everyone plays you the same. Right. All you do is run the ball. They ran the ball six times in the first half. It's the only thing your team is good at, <laughs> you know, and returning. You know, and that's yeah. what you're good at. And you're let's throw the ball all over the place in the first half. I, I mean, was I was doing? shocked. Yeah, I was I'm, shocked. 100. Uh, percent The Steelers were, quite frankly, a little surprised by all that. Like when you're interviewing the guys and stuff. I'm after, talking to yeah. guys afterwards, you're like, yeah, I can't believe they came out and only they tried to throw the ball on us, thinking that over and over. You know, well, everybody else is throwing. Look at the Steelers' stats, and they right, you can right, throw right. the ball I on them. To put up big numbers and yeah, right. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Not, that's not you. That's not you. <laughs> right. And Drake London was good. The rest of the passing game is not. <laughs> say the least. It's pretty uh, bad. Pretty bad. Pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. So the Steelers come away with that 1916 victory. Um I thought it was the running game yesterday. Steeler running game. The, yeah. everybody I talked to in the locker room used words like gritty and sure. just just, you know, Najee Harris fighting for every yard and, and yeah. running through tackle, arm tackles. And you'd see a, a a rugby scrum, and then all of a sudden he'd scored out of the other side three of Three more. Yeah. Right, right, right. It was Finishing just a, runs, it was yeah. just a, a constant pounding. Easy, but, yeah, it, it paid off. 
I don't want to steal your thunder because I, I found them from you, but the, the numbers I think are pretty intriguing of how they ran the football. Yeah. You want, would you like me to steal if you steal your Go thunder? ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So how many attempts did they have? 30, 36. 36. I think it was 36. Okay. I can find out here real quick. Okay. I get in front and of that's me. the one I wasn't certain of. It was 37. I'm sorry, 37. They ran about 37 times. Two tackles for losses. They both were on picket carries. One of which is when he slid and gave himself up on purpose. Right. So uh, really only one negative play when they ran the football and none from running backs. But what's kind of a backhanded compliment to me, along of 14. You know, so a note I was making while watching this is, boy, Najee's consistently making the first man miss, sometimes behind the line of scrimmage, and boy, is he finishing runs. No long, long runs, and I don't know that that can ever come with this stable of backs with consistency. But if you run the ball between 0 and 14 yards every time you do it, and you yeah. do it 30 to 40 times, we get the idea, you know? He averaged 5.1 yards a carry. Yeah, right, right. And <laughs> earned every bit of it. And earned every bit of it. Not that there weren't holes. I made it sound like there's, not, yeah. there's no holes. Since the bye week, man, I just looked this up, he's averaging 4.8 yards a carry. It totally adds up. I mean, and he looks like that back again. Yeah. I mean, he didn't in the first half. He looks season. better right now during this stretch than he looked at any point last year. I agree. I agree. I was thinking that, too, while I was watching. I was like, man, he is finishing runs. He is hard to tackle right now. He wasn't like that early this year and even more so this right now than last year. I agree. I, I think he's learning on the fly here how to set linebackers up, mm -hmm. how to do those kind of things. I don't know that he had to do that. At Alabama. That's a good point. I mean, some of those backs, <laughs> like Barkley, to me, is the best example, Saquon, in that he's always been the most talented player on right. the field, even when Penn State played Ohio State. You know, yeah. like, I can bounce this thing. I don't need to know the nuances. Or... But with Najee at Alabama, he's got five NFL offensive linemen in front of him. Right. He's got all these great receivers on the outside. And, and he's a five-star. And, and he's a five-star. Yeah, right, right, and everybody right, around him is a, is, is a future NFL player right. playing a team that you know might have two NFL players. And I'm, you know, of course, they would play Georgia or LSU, and it would be tougher sledding, but not as tough as it was in week five no. this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this year. That's you know, always right. a thing like, oh, the, you know, the, the Houston Texans, they, they couldn't beat Georgia this year. Yes, they would. They would. They would. <laughs> Absolutely. This year, I question it slightly. I don't. I don't, really. I mean, the— they would win sixty to nothing. I don't know if it'd be sixty right, to nothing, right, right, right. but it would be pretty. It would be pretty handy. Yeah, pretty handy. Yeah. yeah. And part of the reason I'm mean, going to plan on going on this this tangent is all the different protections and you know all the different coverages you see. Like Kenny Pickett. Uh, Kenny Pickett say. talked about exactly, it just last right. week. You know that that uh, you know if you see something once in a college game, when you give that look again, you're going to get that same defensive look. Right, 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 right. That doesn't happen in the NFL. No, right. I mean, I think something along the lines of what Kenny said is, the speed of the game I'm understanding and it's not too much for me, but what all they throw at you is a challenge yeah. for me right now. You know, You're not getting four Sunday. coverages. Right. You're, you're getting 12. These guys don't go to yeah. trig class after, you know. <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one -on -one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a very, uh, just a very uh, workmanlike effort on the ground in this yeah, game. Uh, absolutely. Uh, average 4.2 yards uh, per rushing attempt as a team. Um, the passing game was good enough. I didn't think it was a stellar day by the wide receivers. I was very impressed with the tight ends. I thought Pickett played well. For whatever reason, he misses three to five throws a game that I don't understand. But I thought the receivers let him down a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson on the crosser uh, mm-hmm. might have gone for a touchdown. Certainly would have been a first down yeah, inside nice the game. 10. Yeah. Um, that one hurt. Uh, you know, there were. T- Pickens wasn't open as much as people wanted to imply no, either from what I saw. No, you know? he was getting doubled. Right. I, I mean, the broadcast was why aren't they getting Pickens the ball? And then. I watched it a second time again, TV copy, but it was like, I don't think he's open as much as people tend to think. He's know? here's the thing about wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They always think they're open. Of course. Right, always. Right, right. I've never met a receiver that said, Yeah, I I'm I i was not open out there. Right. Ever. Right. right. And, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and he has a lot of track record of, hey, maybe there is a guy on my hip, but throw it to me anyway. I, I get it, but he wasn't open. Well, here's consistently. the thing. You get the the coaching staff is in Kenny Pickett's ear saying, Hey, we don't want to turn the football over. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to throw in. He's not going to throw into double coverage. He just isn't. Especially if you're playing with the lead. And, yeah. You know, you're running now, balls. Maybe well that changes next year when maybe he gets a little more confidence and he, he he's understanding more of what he's seeing there. But right now, it's the same thing that happened to Deontay Johnson a couple weeks ago against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying, why didn't Deontay Johnson get the ball? Well, if they're going to double somebody. He he's, was the focus of the Bengals' yeah, attention, right? He's going to go somewhere else with the ball. Yeah. To, yeah, a, yeah. to one of his guys who are singled up. And one of my early notes while I was watching was boy, really spreading the ball around, really point guarding this thing up. Um, you know, Sims got the illegal uh, touching play, too. He, I didn't think he was great. And I've kind of seen enough of Gunner on the offense. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's my new McLeod for this year that I think the, the offense is or the defense is happy when he's out there. I know he does some good things, but wasn't the best receiver day. So just because they didn't pass the ball tremendously, I, I don't think Pickett was mostly to blame. Yeah, I did. This, I did game. see, for example, Deontay Johnson throw a couple of nice blocks in this game. That the receiver core blocks. I think. I think and he's coming to priority. I think yeah. he's come a long way in that regard. I, it was never his bag, and he's right. not the most physical. But no, he throws his body around, and I just gave Gunner a hard time. He throws his body around like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Boykin gets snaps. He's really good at it. Pickens loves it with some nastiness too. So the, the, I've. I also thought Connor Hayward run blocked really well yesterday. Yeah, so, yeah, he did really well. Nice yeah, he job. did. Yeah, uh, yeah. So well, I had a quick question for you, tight end wise. Yeah, I, I have not heard an answer. I'd be shocked if you knew. But when I studied snap counts today, Fryer Moose were low. Did he tweak something during the game? No. Okay, I didn't no. think so. I mean, Gentry out snapped him noticeably, and I thought Fryer Moose was open like the whole game. Well. <laughs> They ran the ball 37 times. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and, I mean, they were putting big people out there. Yeah. I get that. They also used, uh, I think it was maybe five snaps of the six 
offensive lineman on the right, field. Right, right, right. That's taking some snaps that's away from Fryermuth. Yeah. yeah, that's that's when that sixth offensive lineman checks in. Mm-hmm. Fryermuth's coming off the field. Yeah, I, I think he's good enough. He never should come off the field, but I understand. That I get there's it. different they're, packages, yeah. and maybe he you know he gets tired. They too, didn't but. care. That was the thing about the running game is that they didn't care if Atlanta knew they were running the ball. No. That's a like, good point. They, they might as well have stood up and said, hey, we're going to run the ball here. Yeah, and here's, then here's just... a sixth offensive lineman, <laughs> Watt, Gentry, Boykin. And Watt, yeah, Watt got right, snapped. Right, right. So that's where your fryer move snaps you know, took mm-hmm. a, a bit of a hit there. They wanted to get big. Yes. Because I don't think. And Hayward played more snaps, too. He I don't think that they 13. felt like Atlanta had the big bodies to match up with them. No. And they were on the field a lot and wearing down. And, yeah. it, was, and it was working. I mean. I didn't look too much into it, but I was just curious. Did he tweak something that the, the announcers didn't notice because they were a little bit low? But that's also a unique game, too. I mean, yeah. Atlanta's a very strange team with how they're constructed. It's, you know, they played keep away from them, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half was just uh, – the Steelers had the ball for almost 20 minutes, and the, the Falcons had it for 10. Yeah. I felt yeah. like it should have been 20 nothing at the half or 23 at the half. It should have been, you know? yeah. Um, the but, playing. you're all, you know, they were also trying to keep – you know, every time you score, whether it be a touchdown or a field goal, you got to kick the ball to their guys. Boy, they did a good job with that, too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're moving Patterson around. Like, yeah. they had him deep the first time. Well, the first one was interesting, and they kicked it they to kicked the, it short. the blocker, dude. Right. And he wanted to pitch it, and he's like, ah, I better not. And Patterson wasn't there. Patterson yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of stood and watched. Mm-hmm. So, the next time you saw Patterson, they're kind of all milling around. The oh, three that of them. They didn't show that until. Yeah, like, the uh, three of them are milling around, and then right before the, the, the kick – uh, Patterson goes to the left wing. Okay, it, with the other guy was back on the other side deep, and I'm so thinking the Steelers couldn't have said go right or left. Right, they just picked one. Yeah, and was like yeah, okay. So I almost expected when they did that, I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't, I would expect to see maybe a throwback here. If you kick it to the guy, to the mm-hmm. other guy, mm-hmm. maybe he throws it back across the field to Patterson. Get it in Patterson's hands yeah. anyway possible. Um, they and didn't, then they used the, the punt returner who did is a good punt returner. Really too. good. Yeah. They both were back. They were yeah, both right, back right. there, and then the, the one time that they actually did kick it. Patterson's way, he let it go into the end zone. and Late in the game, I was like, yeah. you finally got what you wanted, and you just kind of let it go. And it was only three or four yards deep or whatever. I was like, you finally got a chance to return. Did you just give up? Were you frustrated? Or what was going on there? Yeah, um, I don't know. If, you know, if maybe he didn't feel – maybe he misjudged it and didn't feel like know, he could get right? back there to get get it because they were, they were playing short. Mm-hmm. They were setting up, like, at, at the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, they expected pop-up kicks and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, I thought – you know, in terms of that, I thought uh, Danny Smith did a uh, an outstanding, yeah, yeah just really an did. outstanding job of. And just, I saw this in your article. You know, it's it's like the moving moving the chair, the cups around. You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. Which yeah. one has the ball under it? <laughs> Not the ball was under that one. It wasn't. You know, just don't let just don't end up the. Don't the let ball. that guy wreck the game. Yeah, exactly. And I think this was in your article too, but average kickoff return was like eighteen point six yards. Yeah, you know. It was, Take it all day long. I mean, I, I don't taken, care who you're playing. I would have taken 35 <laughs> going into that yeah, game. You know, I don't care that. who you're playing, but yeah, if you can do that against that team, mm-hmm. they led the league entering that game in kick return average and punt return average. Yeah, didn't have much return, much chance with that. With two punts and one of them being the punt of the year. Yeah, you that know? was uh, that was big too. And then what? Their first punt was until first, into second the play quarter. of the first quarter or fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So good day by the specialists in, in general. Well, specifically, I mean, he hit the field goals as well. Um, those guys shouldn't get unnoticed, too. Now you might get Boz back this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I guess I wouldn't rush him if he's questionable, but, hey, you'll, you'll take him all you'll day take, long. You'll take Boz back the matter. Ravens game versus soccer, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the Steelers improved to 5-7. Uh, and, seven, mm-hmm. and um, well, we'll see where it goes from here. But uh, 
you know, it, it just goes. So there's, the Steelers are now four and four, and Kenny Pickett starts this season. Are they okay? They've won three of their last four. Mm-hmm. The one team that they lost to is the Bengals. Yeah, a game that was highly competitive. And they're a really good team. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, by the way, losses to like the Jets don't look so bad now. Don't look Miami bad at all. You lost to Miami. You lost right. to the, like the teams that you've lost to, mm-hmm. other than the, the Cleveland game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I it's not okay, but it's. I don't think Cleveland's a far inferior team to the Steelers either. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, they had Super Bowl. Right. I mean, they were running the ball really well at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yesterday wasn't pretty for the Browns, but also didn't help the Steelers' cause that the rest of the division all went undefeated this week, even with two teams looking terrible. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm not... I'm not really looking at the standings and stuff as much. That doesn't matter. Honest, I, again, but, I just want to see consistent improvement. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're seeing that. Yeah. Leaps and bounds. So, if the draft were held today... Mm, I didn't look at this yet. The Steelers will be picking 14th. <laughs> kind of as we've said all along, I bet it's going to be higher than that. It could actually now you start looking at this. Uh, the Chargers and and uh, Patriots are both six and six. They're sixteen and seventeen. Neither one's playing well either, and neither one is playing well. Yeah, you know. So I'd like to see those chances against either one of those teams right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eighteen is as low as you can go and not make the playoffs. Right. The playoff teams are yeah. so. It's amazing that's even in play, that they could be the the team on the outside looking in, again, the closest. The this just goes, yeah. I mean, uh, this is why I never, ever, as long as I do I, I continue to do this, ever say at midseason, well, this is over. Yeah. I've just seen this happen too it's many times. Crazy. Yeah. Where, I mean, 2013, they're 2-6 and six at, the, at, the, at the break, and they finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. I've yeah. seen in the last two decades, like, Two games in which the Steelers were eliminated from postseason competition. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It just doesn't happen. They're going to be in it for a while. I mean, especially the way they're playing. Yeah, to your point, I mean, six weeks ago, I wasn't losing sleep breaking down Jalen Carter's tape versus (laughs) Will Anderson to see who the Steelers should take. Speaking with Jalen Carter. Holy cow. Yeah. uh, He's not getting out of the top three or four. I mean, depending on He might be number one overall. (laughs) I would have no problem with that. Right. And what if he goes to, like, the Eagles or something? Like, oh, boy, oh, 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 oh. yeah. boy, is he a player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he he's just, not going to be a Steeler. No, he's not going to be a Steeler. <laughs> they, they would have to – if they traded their first three picks, they might be on a might be in the, in the – get up to three <laughs> overall, and, and there's a run on quarterbacks. You might be uh, in that market. But all the people that were in love with Jalen Carter – it's not happening. He's playing against them. Yeah, it's not happening. Now, maybe he'll go to the NFC. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's a stud. Um, but, yeah, so – you just you just let this play out. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, I feel like they're building something here. This is something they can build off of, even if they don't make the playoffs this year, which yeah. is a very low percentage. But it, you're building for next year. Do you yeah, think Kenny Pickett's going to play like right. this next year? No. It'll you think he's going to be right, better? Right, right, right. And he's playing pretty well right now. Well enough. And he'll have two or three better players alongside of them. You yeah. Know, maybe they'll have a, a, a slot receiver that they pick in this second round. Where they sign somebody. As good or, as Pickens yeah. is this year, you know, or whatever. I mean, left tackle, whatever. whatever you whatever, Maybe whatever you go get be. that little Vaughn's kid from uh, K-State and use him mm. as your... For all sorts of stuff. He's crazy. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching, a little bit I'm watching them play TCU. TCU, they put him, they split Vaughn's out wide. Mm-hmm. He's, a, for those of you who don't know, he's like a five foot six. Uh, I was at a volleyball tournament. 200 pound running back. Him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, He's like Darren Sproles. Yeah, they would split him out wide. 
he would he would run his pass pattern, and TCU was doubling him. Yeah, a running back at five six, or like <laughs> a like running back, flat out doubling him. Yeah, like with could, corners and safeties yeah, and stuff. Like they doubled Shaq, you know? Like, <laughs> or, or, yeah, it just player. opened everything up for everybody else because he's so dynamic. It's explosive as could be, but yeah, one more explosive weapon somehow would wouldn't be, hurt. Would be very very welcome. Yeah. yeah, I mean they are struggling still to make big plays. You know, yeah. somewhat they're getting better at it. They're getting better at it. They're getting better at everything. I think uh, again, everything flows to me flows through the offensive line. Yeah, and the offensive line is playing really well right now. In fact, I told you before the uh, the show started here. I, I check this out every Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cite football outsiders a lot. The Steelers' offensive line play on football outsiders, their metrics on the Steelers' offensive line now has the Steelers' offensive line eleventh in the league. Eleventh, boy, would we have taken that? We talked about it in the beginning of the season. Well, if they get to twenty, well, they'll be pretty good. Be a home run. (laughs) I mean, my my number one concern when opening day kickoff was this line's going to be so bad that we can't analyze Pickett, Trubisky, Harris. You know, like because the the skill guys just don't have a chance. That was my biggest worry. That how how the season could have really flopped. Now it's a strength. Yeah, I mean, these guys can run block. They can run block. They can run block with any any team in the league. I'm not making, not trying to bring down the mood, but. I hope they stay healthy and don't have to. I mean, they've been very fortunate with but, health. Yeah, Chuk Sikorafor missed a snap yesterday. But he went off. I'm like, oh, that was his I first snap he's missed all season. Yeah, and <laughs> Cole's missed a few, but everyone else everybody else has played. Played yeah. every, every snap. Yeah, yeah, so. that bodes well. But there again, that's why young guys don't get hurt as much. I think there's some truth to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not as beat up. Of yeah, course. they just haven't logged all the snaps that, that uh, you know some of these older guys have. Sure, that are chronic injuries and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of uh, lots of good stuff there. Um, obviously, it wasn't perfect, but they don't pay I you don't to be care perfect. About that as much. I mean, boy, it was an ugly win. <laughs> I mean, this team's not going to beat Kansas City forty to nothing. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not sure what you're expecting. I've seen. I've you know I've seen. Wow, that loss was they look really good in that loss. The New Orleans game in 2018. Mm, yeah, yeah. They went down there and went toe to toe with New Orleans, and trading game, trading yeah, touchdowns, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, with that team. Pretty win or pretty loss, I should say. Still yeah. a loss. I'll still take. The Kept other. you out of the playoffs yeah. that year. I didn't, and I didn't look at this one like, boy, that was an ugly win. Like, that's that's you knew how that game's going to be. That's how the right. Falcons play. Everybody. That's how the right. Falcons play. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you can check out the Steelers Week in Review. It's hosted by Wesley Euler. It's a recap of the previous game as well as the Steelers' next opponent. New episodes drop every Tuesday. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. 